Welcome to LOA Today. Walt Thiessen and Life Coach Joel Elston here. Today is Thursday, January the 4th, 2018, 8 a.m. Eastern Time. This is your first daily dose of happy for Thursday this week. And uh, Joel, this is a day for a snowstorm in the Northeast. And it, it's one that... Uh, kind of appeared out of nowhere and people are taking a little bit by surprise on it we, we were just talking about that before we started here um and and you're in virginia when, when people are taken by surprise in virginia they do it in kind of a funny way well richmonders uh have a a, a great tradition and I, I i it may be other parts of the country but <laughs> the moment the word snow is potential we we rush to the stores and we buy all the bread and all the milk. Even people who don't eat bread and milk still go buy bread and milk. Uh, it, it, it's uh, now, and I will remind you, there's probably an inch or two of snow on the ground at most, and the stores remain open <laughs> today. I'd get a kick out of the the almost this condition response of we need bread and milk, and and I have a friend who truly is a. A doesn't eat gluten and is a vegan and buys bread and milk. <laughs> and so I always question her when she does that, and she said, well, in case of emergency, and I said, well, it, there's an inch of snow on the ground. I don't understand where the emergency would lie, um, but it, it's regardless of it, – it's one of the phenomenons that I – you know. It, my, my son Justin, um, as as we have talked recent weeks, I've recently adopted Justin, so he had, he's been adopted from foster care. So his background was quite a bit different than than a lot of kids growing up. So when he hears about these events, and of course my attitude toward things is his questioning is, what what plan do we have in place if there's an emergency? And my plan is always, well, we'll just leave. We'll just drive somewhere else, and uh, he, <laughs> he 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 feels like there. We he sees other families. Well, we need to run to the store and get food. I go, we got plenty of food, and we'll, we'll go down if we need to go down to Charlotte and stay with friends for a few days. If there's no food in Richmond, and and so my my I, I don't ever let any of this stuff bother me. But it's one of those things that when, when you hear the media or you hear the other way other people do it, the expectation is to respond to this this hoarding mentality. That we we must go buy bread and milk. We must have plenty of bread and milk, and it's just I find it one of the humorous things about living in this area. It's great, um, and and I, it doesn't bother me. It's just one of those things I observed. Oh yeah, I, I think actually it it exists everywhere. It exists here in Connecticut. I mean, Connecticut is a much more uh, conditioned to snow state, and same thing happens. I mean, you, you go to the store, just certain shelves just empty right out. Um, I'm not sure if it's the bread and milk shelves. I've never really checked, but I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Let's put it that way. <laughs> but it's just amazing. Yeah. Well, it it really is. But it, it all of this is, you know, it sort of ties into you know the law of attraction and 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 what you're anticipating and the concept that somehow we're going to be without, and it, it shows that lack response for a lot of people and. And I say this without cynicism, and, and it, it comes across as almost being mean, but the average American, I mean, if we didn't eat for a couple of days, we're going to be fine. Oh, yeah. You know, just drink some water. In fact, I, I do intermittent fasting at least once a week where I go 24 hours without eating, and, and I love doing that. feels great doing it. I've conditioned my body to do it. It sounds overwhelming when I first tried it, uh, but it, it really works wonders for a, not not just for weight, but – I find mental clarity in doing it. There's some really 
great benefits to intermittent fasting. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and so uh, for years, I viewed that as, oh, you can't go 24 hours without food. Well, you can go days without food. Uh, it, it is your perception that you're going without versus the, the, the fact you're making a choice not to eat for a day. And, and it makes all the, and the only difference between the two concepts is one, you're choosing it and the other is, is being forced upon you in some evil way that you're not able to eat. And that's where the, the fear of the storm coming in is what drives people to run to the store. I have a, a, a friend that is a manager of a, a local grocery store, a very busy grocery store. And he just rolls his eyes. He said, we have never, and, and the, the store has been open now for several years, 10 years. It's a very big Kroger. And he said, we have never missed a day. We've never not been open due to weather, ever. But yet people rush in two days before a storm like there's just no possibility. Yeah. And they're buying, you know, boatloads of food. A lot of it's refrigerated food, too, that if electricity does go out, it doesn't matter. So uh, right, it, it's yeah. a very interesting dynamic, but it's a, it, it, the, the, the law of attraction concept of it is it's based on a fear of lack, that, that I'm anticipating lack, so let me rush and buy a lot more. It's also um, influenced by uh, lack of information, like particularly with this storm. This storm kind of appeared out of nowhere, and for like AccuWeather and Weather.com and so forth, they can't seem to make up their mind how much snow accumulation we're going to get. Literally right now, I can go to like the AccuWeather site and I can click on one button and it will tell me that we're expecting three to six inches. And I can click another button and it says we're anticipating eight to 12 inches, possibly 16 inches. Now, this is the same website. <laughs> this is not two different websites. <laughs> so, you know. Well, well, <laughs> yes. I found that yesterday on, on, uh, it's funny you said that because this was a potential. I, I needed to make plans for today, what I was going to do if, if I wouldn't, if I had to miss school for Justin or whatever. So I've, I started looking into it and, and on the same app, I have a basically weather channels app. And I clicked on it, and it said 0% chance of precipitation <laughs> in the next 24 hours. But when you clicked on the hour-by-hour hour forecast, there was a 90% chance of snow <laughs> four hours from that moment. I'm like, well, okay, there's 0%. And, and it, it tells you that that forecasting – I don't know if you had this phenomenon there, too, and this is maybe a side note, but I, I, I'm – I follow on social media uh, the uh, local weather forecasters, and they have incredibly thin skin when people criticize them about their lack of accuracy. Yeah, right. And I've actually I've actually enjoyed watching them or what their response because it isn't in exact science. I mean, they they are trying to you know j just figure out what they're doing, so it's an inexact science. But you know, I. I, I you know, I put myself in a position that I'm not going to get caught up in all of this. Whatever it is, it is, and my response to it will be at that moment. Being able to live in the moment, live in the law of attraction, I'm going to be fine no matter what. That's where the law of attraction takes me. That's the exciting piece. But it's the anticipation that's often the, the downfall of people. Oh yeah, the downfall of people's world because I'm anticipating it to be one way or another. Or you, you, you said this. And I, one of the dynamics when I used to work an hourly job that I was always fascinated by back in the old days, and and say I was working an hourly job making whatever per hour. 
if I thought I was going to get off at 5 p.m., I'm good. The thought, if they asked me to work an hour later, it was overwhelmingly crazy. Oh, yeah. It was, it, it oh. just, it just, uh, my, <laughs> I mentally was prepared to walk out that. Now, it didn't matter if I was going to be another hour. But it was like this. I had prepared myself to be there. I didn't want to be there in the first place, yeah. much less be there an hour later. Right. But it, it made you. I had already conditioned my thought process to that, and that extra hour just seemed like it was the – and the big scene thinks, who cares? But it, it's just we condition ourselves to expectations. It's true. And, in fact, that ties in with the topic that I selected for today because um, not only does it tie into that, it ties into something that uh, you and I have engaged in for a few years now. Um, the, the topic is the news that isn't and the news that is or versus the news that is. Um, and the idea behind the topic, of course, is that there is the news that you find in the newscasts, and then there's the news that happens in our everyday lives. And it's amazing how we pay so much attention to the first kind, I say we as a general society, and so little attention to the second kind when really it makes much more sense to do the reverse. But that's what people do. And, and weather is a perfect example of that. Because, you know, the, the weather is going to be the weather no matter what. And, and except for really, really rare circumstances, it almost never has a horrible impact on you. And, and those are really exceptional circumstances when they happen. So for the most part, weather is not something to get upset about. For the mo- actually, if you can find a way to enjoy it like my wife does, my wife looks forward to snow. I mean, she says, oh, yeah, the snow is falling. I can hardly wait, <laughs> which is not the typical yeah. reaction you get from people. But, you know, it's the much better well, it, reaction. Well, and I, I, I tend to, similar to your wife, I, I, I enjoy snow. I enjoy rain. I enjoy one of my most favorite times, especially living in Florida, was when the rain would come because it's usually so incredibly hot it would cool things down. So I always enjoyed the rain. And like you're saying, it didn't have a, a huge impact on me one way or another. And And the big scheme of everything I've faced in my life whether it snows today or not is irrelevant. There's zero, it doesn't register on the, the problem scale. However, the, the overall, we, we did a show on this years ago when we talked about this concept. It was exceptionally cold period here in Richmond and you know, the high that day was like nine degrees. Mm-hmm. And everywhere you went, the first thing out of everyone's mouth was, do you believe how cold it is? Oh, of course, yeah. And and it, it it that's all they could talk about was the cold. Well, the reality was it was nine degrees, but it was sunny and there was no wind, mm-hmm. so it didn't feel very cold to me. Mm-hmm. And now it was cold, but it wasn't that overwhelming cold that a lot of people. That to me, I'm I'd much rather have nine degrees with sun and no wind than forty degrees with a twenty mile an hour wind. Oh you know, yeah, it's just the wind is what cuts through me. Absolutely. So I would always say, you're listening to the news because it's really not that really not that that cold plus i like louise's take on it she says if your nose hairs aren't freezing it's not cold <laughs> it's not yeah it, it, i love that it, you know it, it that that's that's sort of my view is I, I just you know today uh we're doing a radio show i have a couple of appointments this evening i gotta be you know I, I've, unless the other people cancel there's nothing that the snow is going to change in my world other than I have to make arrangements for Justin during the day. And that's no big deal. I have backup plans there. Mm-hmm. So it, it's just uh, we condition ourselves to, to you know, what is out there. It almost There's a term that, that we've discussed in the past called awfulizing. Awfulizing, where we, yes. we tend to, 
Yes, we, we take things to the most awful conclusion possible. And that is a form of the use of the law of attraction in the opposite way of what we're trying to do, is when you hear of an event and you awfulize it all the way to the end. And, and you know, it, it's, it's, here, here's an example. I have a client the other day that his company's earnings was low. And he's one of the newer people hired. He has a really good job. And we were meeting, and he said, I, I just saw where our, our uh, performance was down 2% from last year, and they're talking about layoffs. And he said, I, I don't want to lose my house. And I said, so you're going from a, a great year where you made good money and you're a good performer to you're going to lose your house because earnings was down 2%? <laughs> that's that's a form of awfulizing, and yes. and, and what, you know what, and awfulizing is a tool to almost attract what you're fearing the most, and, oh, yeah. and versus, you know, versus his concept, which we helped adjust his attitude for that day. With I performed very well. I have I have produced so much more than my salary was paid. I will be one of the ones they keep if there are layoffs. But it's very unlikely because it's only one bad quarter. And let's let's look further to the future of a, of being a high performing quarter. And it 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 just it, it's about that. It's about that that's how you can look at news. Every news story has two sides to it. But as we've discussed a million times, what sells is the most awfulized version of that story. Now I have to uh, parenthetically state for those listeners who might be newer listeners. Um, Joel actually initiated, and I kind of followed his lead about, what was it, about a year and a half ago, something like that, of just yeah. going on into a news blackout, um, which basically means not paying any attention to the news at all. And it's a little bit daring to do it, but, I mean, I, well, first of all, Joel, do you have any idea what's going on in the news right now? <laughs> No, no idea. No idea. I really don't. I, I know there's snow. There's but, snow. Yes, right. Uh, <laughs> And, and how has that adversely affected your life, the fact that you don't have any idea what's going on in the news? It, it, uh, it hasn't adversely affected at all. How has it positively affected me? I don't get caught up in the awfulization process that is the standard news. Well, what's wrong with and, you? And so, I, <laughs> yeah. so what, what it does for me is my world in my environment, I, I haven't got everything together for taxes, but I had a very good year financially last year. Uh, uh, you know, and, and I anticipate it as one of my better years. It's not my best year. And I'm anticipating this year being the same. It's not affected by the news. When people first hear the concept of cutting off the news, it's almost like it's anti-American or, or, oh, yeah. you know, it, it's, 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 I like to stay informed. Well, what are you being informed about? The, 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 the news programming that takes place is, it, it, and I'm sure it hasn't changed in the year and a half that I have been involved in the news. There, it depends on your source and the perspective on which they're presenting, presenting the so-called news. Uh, there, there, it's not something that is real news. It is something that has been, it matches their narrative, so they report that side of it. And, and once you understand that, it makes it very difficult to watch the news because everything comes from a bias of trying to sell you on a concept. And years ago, the Weather Channel, one of the Weather Channel big shots, actually was caught on tape of saying, if we don't have a hurricane soon, we're going to go out of business. <laughs> Nobody watches the Weather Channel generally. 
unless there's weather attached to it. Nobody watches the news unless there's drama. In fact, I don't know. If I can bring a sports analogy into this. We we uh, last uh, Monday night, and I, I, I know you're not huge into this, but there was an incredible college football game, Georgia versus Oklahoma. It was one of the best games I've ever witnessed. Hmm. And and one of the uh, stars of the game is the Heisman Trophy winner's name is Baker Mayfield. Great kid, except he's very cocky, and he had he, there there he's reminiscent of behavior of. Johnny Manziel a few years ago. Oh, okay. Um, and Johnny Manziel is is applied for, and he may be accepted to play in the Canadian Football League. Well, the Canadian Football League is is successful into it, but it's not much relevance here. If Johnny Manziel goes to the Canadian Football League, we will pay so much attention to it because there's a side of us that wants to watch the train wreck of this young man's life, which mm. involves all kinds of sad, right. addictive stories. And and it will become very popular, and they'll make a lot of money on people almost anticipating this young man's downfall. And why I mentioned the Baker Mayfield case, I, I made the statement, in three years it'll probably be the Canadian Football League, Baker Mayfield against Johnny Manziel, because they, <laughs> I anticipate they both will end up there uh, and and do very well. And they will have the opportunity to, to write their careers or fulfill the prophecy of the awfulizers that expect them to fall apart and, and destroy them. Right. And it, yeah. it, it's, it's sad, but we watch, we will watch the train wrecks of life. Well, you we'll will watch. anyway. I, I won't actually. I watch different train wrecks. No. Like, like for instance, I mean, you have no idea what's going on in the news. I only peripherally have an idea what's going on in the news and not because I, I feel like I have a dire need to find out what's in the news, but because I actually use the news as a way to get my jollies, which is really sick. <laughs> but, but for instance, I mean, I, I usually just check headlines for like literally five to ten seconds just to see if there's anything funny going on, anything that just you know tickles my funny bone. And and the latest one that d- does tickle my funny bone, we all know President Trump is somebody who you know he constantly puts out all this this terrible negativity, all this horrible stuff going on, blah 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 blah, blah constantly stirring up controversies and all that kind of thing. And you don't have to watch the news to know that. <laughs> you just know it. It just it's out there, right? Well, this this guy who was part of his campaign um and then ended up getting fired after the administration took off, Steve Bannon has since come out with a book or or he's coming out with a book, I'm not sure which it is, in which he absolutely trashes the Trump administration and calls Trump a traitor and and, and members of his staff a tra- traitors and so forth. And I'm thinking Wow, this is like full circle. This is true LOA. I mean, he's putting out all this junk, and now he's getting the junk back. I mean, that's funny, no matter how you look at it, I think. So, I mean, is, is, is that healthy to look at that? Probably not, but at least it makes me laugh, and laughter is good for you, you know? Well, absolutely. And, and, and you know, when I say turning off, the reason that I personally have turned off the news is I would find myself feeling the anxiety of what yes. was being presented as things were falling apart. Um, when you, uh, one of the, one of the big things, uh, I don't know, the last time I was watching the news was there, there, there were, there was all this stuff coming about. I actually stopped watching the news before President Trump became president. I, it was part of, it was the campaign right. that actually helped me stop watching the news. Oh, yeah, it, it helped negative. me too. <laughs> and, yeah, and, and, and so, I, you know, over that time, but I would, I would see where this, this country was, you know, objecting to this or this. And I would find myself on a subconscious level, like being frustrated with, with, you know, whatever the candidates were saying 
or the fear of the future. And the reality is nothing changes for me. If I go back in my history, uh, when I, I got into recovery in 1995, that was, I think that was in the middle of Bill Clinton's presidency. Mm-hmm, right. Um, it, 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 I, I am not a fan of any of our presidents. I, I'm more of a libertarian. I, I don't think any of them really are, are, have been really good. However, when I quit gambling, all my personal responsibility, when I stopped gambling all my money away, my economy, personal economy, improved greatly. Mm. I, it, it didn't really matter who the president was. Right. And since that point in time, I have been through uh, George W. Bush, and then we, you know, we 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 have flipped over, and, and then we went through President Obama, and now we're on President Trump. Well, each year, my economy, my personal economy, has gotten better regardless of the rules, regardless of who was president. Mm-hmm. It had nothing to do with them. It had everything to do with me. Right. And one of the things that we've lightly touched on in the past, and it's really a focus that I, I, I'm trying to help people see, the law of attraction is, we, we, we say almost every week, is emotionless. However, it actually is pretty hardcore because it puts responsibility on you. Yes. The law of attraction, it is the exact opposite narrative of, well, this isn't your fault because of it. No, the law of attraction tells you, yeah, it is your fault. You, you invited <laughs> what you're getting. It, it's what you're thinking about, and, and it's what you're bringing about. That's what you're fearing is what you're inviting. Um, the old saying that you know what you what you worry about is what you're is, is similar to praying for what you don't want, and and this is the law of attraction. So the for me, regardless of what has has transpired, my life has gotten better each year because I keep focusing on me and my responsibility. That's where my energy is placed. The 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 gridlock, you know, when when President Obama was was president and the Republicans controlled. It was the actual gridlock that sort of kept government out of everything. They couldn't get anything passed on either side right. because they were being so stubborn. Right. And it's like, okay, well, let's just keep doing that. You know. Interestingly enough, it turns out also that you don't have to have one party in, in the White House and the other party in control of Congress in order to have gridlock because the Republicans control all three and they still can't get anything done. You know, so exactly. you, you exactly. hear good news either way, really. <laughs> but uh, yeah. well, and, and, that's the beauty of it. I mean, so when, when you understand that the, the, the freeing part of the law of attraction is, is exactly what you and I talk about every week. You and you alone are responsible for your happiness. Mm. You're in charge of that. And when you approach things from a point of being happy, the rest of the stuff falls into place. So let's, let's not get lost in, you know, well, this person did this to me or, or my, one of my counseling techniques of, of working with people, especially people who didn't have a codependency issue is I will, I will ask the question, tell me what would make you happy in life without mentioning another human being. Mm. Wow. And you, you will be shocked at how hard that is for people, especially with codependency, you know, because a lot of times it's well, if if my uh, if, if my sister, uh, you, you know, if, you, you know, if my sister did this, uh, it, it, I would be better. Or if my girlfriend would just stop doing this, I would be better. Or I would be happy if these other things took place. And it's not accurate. You'll be happy when you decide to be happy. Period. 
Right. And in fact, the, 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 the whole thing, I mean, <clears throat> you, you, you used the word fault, but I know the way you meant it. You didn't mean it the way most people mean it. There, there's no blame actually attached to it. Um, it's, it's respons- oh, yeah, yeah, responsibility yeah. is what you really meant. And you said responsibility. Uh, but the, the fact is that whenever, like you say, whenever people think about their own happiness and they think about it in the context of other people, which is what they usually do, there's always some sort of a, of a blame involved, particularly if their lives aren't happy. And, and right. it's really kind of ridiculous to blame somebody else because, first of all, blame well, doesn't yeah. even enter the equation. And second of all, what you're really saying is what's going on in my life is someone else's responsibility. And yeah. that's insane. I mean, first of all, you can't win with that one because no one else is going to look out for your interests the way that you do. I don't care how much they love you. No one is going to look out for your own interests the way you do. So basically putting your interests into the hands of somebody else is basically setting yourself up for less than what you want out of life at best. Yes. And secondly, yeah. the fact that you're putting the, the power into somebody else's hands means that you are basically denying yourself power. You're basically saying, I want to be powerless. Make me powerless, universe. And the universe says, your wish is my command. Absolutely. And that, that's the key. And, and, and I'm glad you pointed out to that. When I, there's certain words that I use that, that I have redefined in my, my world that don't have the same meaning for a lot of people. And blame is one of them. Blame is a totally irrelevant concept. It doesn't matter. Blame is, is, is something that we have created. Well, I'm not at fault because I, you know, it, it's a way of distraction. Right. You know, or, or, and it, you know, the, the idea for me that, that blame, you know, we are responsible for what is happening in our world. That doesn't mean that other people can't have some effect in our world. It's our response to that. There's people that can try to harm us and all that. That I understand that concept, but where we're at today is a, a series of decisions have brought us to today, mm-hmm. and we're responsible for those decisions. Stuff happens to everyone, and how you respond to that stuff is what gets you to where you're at. And that's, that's you know, I, I, one of the hardest parts in counseling is stopping the blame game. When I work with families, mm-hmm. it, 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 it takes sometimes several sessions to stop with the blame. It, it is a, a I don't really care whose fault it is. Here's where we are. It, it's, I have a, an example, and it's a gruesome example, but it, it you know, I have a friend that uh, asked me, said, and he wanted to go buy a motorcycle. And he asked me my opinion. I said, I, I'm just not a big fan of motorcycles. I've, I've had, I've lost a couple of friends over the years due to motorcycle wreck. Mm-hmm. And he said, well, I'm a really safe driver. And I said, well, yeah. And he said, well, it, you know, I, I wouldn't be in a wreck. If, I, I won't be at fault in a wreck or something in that matter. And I said, well, if you're sitting at a stoplight and the semi-tractor trailer doesn't stop and runs over you, I don't, I'm don't. i not going to go to your funeral saying, oh, but it wasn't your fault. It, uh, that's <laughs> not what I'm going to go do. I'm going to be like, I lost my friend. So if you're asking me as far as safety goes, I'm not a big fan of motorcycles. It's a personal thing for me. You're going to make your own decision. But let's not look at that. Let's not look at at you know who what happens is what happens blame is a a sort of a a, a concept that developed really over the last several years of well, the last several last last you know century or so in my mind that blame has become more and more of a thing uh well this person isn't responsible because we're going to blame someone else and ultimately that's no, what news is about the, the news is about finding somebody to blame when you think about it right 
Because that's that's what right. really the attraction is. All oh, these terrible things are happening. Who happening? Who can we blame for it? Because if you can blame somebody right. else, then you aren't focusing on your own missteps, your own responsibilities. Yeah. And, and, yes, and and that that becomes it. So the, the the beautiful happiness that comes from all of it is no one on this planet can make you happy but you. That's right. Once you accept that basic concept. That not when you get the next job, not when you get the next, you become happy where you're at, and then then you open the door for other things to happen. As long as you are not happy or feeling unhappy or, or unfulfilled because you're waiting for another person or situation to evolve, you're going to be, that's where people get stuck for a long time. And by the way, your your lover, your spouse, your your significant other, they can't make you happy either. We talk like they they can. I mean, how many people talk about how oh she really makes me happy or he really makes me happy? No, that's not what's happening. You're allowing yourself to be happy. Yes, and and that that's the answer, Walt. That's the answer to the beginning of the law of attraction. That's where what what we allow is is what we allow. Well, I if you know. Boy, if my son would just stop using drugs, I yes. hear that one a lot. My right. life would be perfect. Yeah, yeah. And, and okay. It's, well, it's first craziness. of all, your your son using drugs, it, it, it's out of your control. So why don't you instantly become happy if if that's the case? Which is grounds for freaking out in many people's minds. Oh my God, what do you mean it's outside of my control? <laughs> yeah. Oh, it, it it one of one of my jokes that I will say often, and and, and I've. Especially with the, you know, the, the helicopter, helicopter moms, or generally moms in general, especially their kids are, are dealing with addiction, is I have this, the, the lady that not too long ago that I'm just thinking about, and she comes to mind. I, I spent 20 minutes explaining to her how your son is going to have to do this on his own. He's going to have to figure this out. You've got to stop trying to make him go to meetings. He's got to want to go to meetings. All this stuff that we wanted to put in place, you know? And, and so. After my 20-minute dissertation, and she's nodding her head like she's getting it, she goes, okay, okay, good. Now, what can I do? And I looked at her and go, <laughs> nothing. Did you hear what I just said? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I did. But I need to know what I need to do. Yeah, yeah. And and, and I, once again, I said, nothing. And she said, I don't think you're understanding my question. What can I do? <laughs> and she just could not accept. I said, so her assignment was to go home and write a letter to me about her what she had power over and what she didn't have power over, mm. and 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 to explain to me, you know, her role in her. I said, "How are you going to stop your son from using drugs? Please mm-hmm. tell me that he's he's 19 years old. Uh, he has a bunch of friends that support his drug habit. Tell me how you're going to stop that from happening." And, and after it took several sessions for her to actually accept this was out of her control. And once she did that, she cut off her version of enablement, which eventually led her son to seek real help, and he's in a quality recovery now. But that's what ah. happened until that chain of events fell apart. So there's an interesting uh, conclusion there. The best way to help somebody that you love and care about is to stop trying to help them. Absolutely. What, what, one of my posts that, you know, I've heard several people say that, that, that they sort of are take exception with and one of, and I do it in therapy as well. There's a couple of words that I have reframed from negative to positive in my environment. 
I, I love struggle. Struggle is the biggest character builder there is. I, I, nothing great was ever built without struggle, and struggle is a strengthening process. I view struggle as a positive. Robbing your children or your loved ones of their struggle prevents them from their natural growth. Mm. I was made strong by my struggle. Struggle is not a negative for me. And the other one that freaks people out is failure. If I don't fail once a day, I'm not trying hard enough. I want to fail every day. Now, I'm not a failure. I use failure as a tool. And those two factors for me, when I change those words definition, that helped me a lot because I, lo- I look forward to it. And I, in the gym, I struggle every day in the gym. I fail every day in the gym. That's how you know I'm working hard. Ah, okay. So let's take this back to the original topic, which is the news and, and whether or not we're going to pay attention to the, the global, national, regional news or we're going to pay attention to the news in our own lives. The argument in favor of looking at the news, as it's known, is, well, what is it? It's basically I want to have somebody to blame for what's going on in my life. Um, I, I have to know. Why do I have to know? Well, because I have to know who I'm going to be blaming and I have to know what dire consequences I'm going to have to be evading because I want to keep attracting those dire consequences into my lives, uh, into my life. And uh, let's see, are there other reasons? I, I, I think I've touched on the main ones. Yeah, it, it, it really boils down to that. Yes. And that, that, the, the idea that, you know, what you're looking at, we've, We've talked about how the, the, the witnessing and, and again, the spin that's put on something, the, the idea that you could be presented the same story with a different, sort of a different spin, that's what, that's what makes the news worse today is you get some basic facts mixed in with a lot of opinion, which is attempting to drive it to another thing. What, here's an example of local news, okay? This is, there's a gentleman a few years ago, it was this time of year, that his house burned down, and the news was there. Local news was there, and his he had two kids. He has two kids and a wife, and they lost everything in the fire. So the news rushes there, and the the lady is the the, the reporter is interviewing him, and he comes out. And he goes, "Hey, how y'all doing?" Just very, you know, just very hey. Right. <laughs> and she said, "Is everybody okay?" And he goes, "Yes, we we're blessed." And, the, uh, we lost everything in the house. The kids are fine. We even got the pet out. We lost our cars. We lost all our clothes. But we, we're, we're in good shape. And she said, well, how does it feel losing everything? And he goes, I didn't lose everything. The things that mattered are still here. Mm. And she cried so desperately. She said, but what about your pictures of the children? Well, they're all on the computer backed up on the cloud. We, we have everything. Well, what about this? And he finally looked at her and he goes, ma'am, are you trying to get me to cry? <laughs> I'm blessed with what we have. And he said, and the truth be told, when we get paid our insurance check, we're going to come out pretty good here. I'm actually looking exciting for building a new home and buying all brand new stuff. I'm actually, while I'm not pleased of the inconvenience of my house burning down, I am celebrating the fact my family survived it, and we're going to get a bunch of new stuff. What do you want from me in this interview? She said it on live TV. I loved it because he picked up that she was really hoping he was, you know, the selling of – you've seen the ones where the people's house were down. They're crying, you know, 
coming up, a woman, uh, you know, a, a parent with three children is homeless this evening. Right, right, yeah. And in fact, that, what, what, negative, what you're actually sorry. describing there is what I call the difference between the news and your own news. Because what she yeah. was trying to report was the news and what the person she was interviewing, the guy who had lost everything theoretically, but in fact hadn't lost anything, what he was trying to report was his own news. And his own news right. was good news. In other words, he had found a way in the midst of what most people would call a tragedy to say, you know what, this isn't really a tragedy at all. We didn't really lose anything that was important. We have everything that's important. This is good news. That's, right. that's yeah, the choice we the have. Fact that this, uh, yes, and, and that's that in our news is ours to report. It's from our perspective. And, and one of the things that I have, I, I've, I've and, and most people that are into law of attraction do this in some form or fashion, but I start, I started this in recovery in 1995, and I've never missed a day doing it. I write down every morning five things I'm grateful for. That's my morning newscast of my life. <laughs> I love it. And yeah. I, I don't, I, I, I don't fail to do that because it's such an important factor in my daily reminder of just like this gentleman's looking at, I've had days where I could perceive he could his perception of the fire could be we lost absolutely everything. We mm -hmm. have nothing. Or his perception is we have everything. We survived this incredible journey. And his kids, because his interpretation of it, that same event could traumatize his kids. Or his kids just have a great story to tell, right? And one one of the my, I have a friend that actually knows this man. They 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 had a place they rented a place the next day. They stayed in a hotel the night the, you know, for a couple of nights. They rented a place the next day. Had a bunch of furniture delivered, uh, temporary rental furniture. They, they they rebuilt their home on their lot, a, a newer updated version of their home, bigger. They got all their money bottled. If anything. It was it got a new car. They got new everything based on that event. So right. they truly turned it into a moment of yeah, we're, we're fine. We 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 had smoke detectors. We we had we took precautions. We were where we needed to be. Nothing happened. That same news, two stories out of the same event, and it, it's our reporting of our own news. And the, and and as we said, well. You are in charge of the spin of your own news. That's right. That's and beautiful. In, in fact, the, it's not just the, the spin of it. It's the fact that you're in control of it. I like the fact that you use right. your, your daily affirmations as a way of doing your own newscast. For us, I, I like listening to my own news in the evening rather than doing the morning news. So Louise and I will... We'll finish the day up and we'll say, so what are three good things that happened in your life? And, and then the other person will say, okay, well, what are three good things that happened in your life? And between the two of us, we're coming up with six good things that happened that day. And and for me, right. two of them are inevitably that I got to do a morning podcast and an afternoon podcast, and I have such a great time doing them. But still, I get that right. every single day. So it, it all the stuff that we come up with every single day that was really good that day is just keep keeps feeding us the direct opposite of what the news gives us. It gives us positive affirmation rather than negative affirmation. It gives us positive information rather than negative information. It gives us empowering information rather than disempowering information. And there's nothing more disempowering than the news, and there's nothing more empowering than focusing on the good side of your own news. 
that's so accurate and that that's where our answers lie that's where all of this comes together for us of understanding exactly what you're saying i am in charge of my news and i get to write the script for it and then the universe through the law of attraction will fill in the void to match that version i i view myself of living in a great abundance i i'm happy I get up every day. I love my life. That's my news every day. Mm-hmm. Do I have normal things that happen that, yeah, it, it's just, I do, but I tend to spend on the other side. When I lost my, my, you know, I viewed it in the beginning when I, I left the company I was working for before, I lost my job. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a, a disagreement I had with the owner over basically some, the direction of a, a company, the way we're going to treat people. Uh, a lot of different things. He he owned the business, and I had my opinion. Mm-hmm. So the two didn't match. Right. Well, right. if I would have not left that company, I would have never achieved what I've achieved. I that is one one of the great retroactive newscasts of my life is I can go back to that day yeah. and report the greatest news in the last five years is you losing this job. <laughs> yeah. Now, the day that happened, it wasn't the greatest news. It was, there was some, you know, while I had a, a positive spin on it, it, there was some uncertainty. And now I'm like, oh, my goodness, I can't imagine doing that. With, with the, you know, the, the last company that I worked for, uh, you know, I took a job uh, 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 with a, a local addiction center here. They, they do incredibly good work. But I quickly realized before I got caught up into the corporate side of things and, and not being able to work with people on a daily basis the way I want to, you know, I, I, while I still have involvement, I stepped away greatly from, I, I stepped down from the, my, my corporate position because that isn't what I wanted to do. Mm-hmm. But my day, it, it wasn't about money. It was about what I was feeling. My daily newscast reminded me of that. Yes. When, when, you know, for, for years, since I left the other job, Walt, and we talked, I get up every day excited about my day. I really do. I, that is no, there's people probably rolling their eyes going, yes, sure, I'm sure you do. I really get up <laughs> excited about the day. And and I make myself, I get up and I launch, I consider myself launching myself every day. I go take care of stuff and get going. When I realized I was dragging go, going to work at this other, this, this place I worked at for a short time, oh, I don't want to do this. The first thought I had of that, I'm not doing this, not doing it. I, I, I'm not going to go through that. You know, and and I, I, we we worked out a really, you know, that the owners were very, very, you know, very open to my concepts. They said thank you for for letting us know. We're glad, you know, we please stay involved. We want to we want to do referrals. But it, we left on incredibly good terms. Um, but it, I wasn't going to go ever spend another day going to do what I dreaded to do. I don't do that anymore. And so my daily newscast helped me see that. You know, when, when I'd wake up, oh, okay, I got to go to work today. No, I, I don't got to go do that. I get to go do that. Every other day is I get to go do it. On a day that I got to go do it, I got to reevaluate. And that's well, the value of doing that on a daily basis. Well, I know you can remember early on when we were doing our podcast together, right after you came on board and for a few months afterward, I would express envy to you that you were able to wake up every day and feel like this is a great day. And I was saying, I want to be there. Well, I can now tell you I'm there. I've gotten there. 
And there's two pieces that I want to to convey to people about that. The first is if I can get there, you can get there too. Anyone can get there. You just have to be persistent and stick to trying to find the good side of stuff and focus only on that side, just the way Joel was describing. If you do that, it actually does work. You really do get there. And the second thing that I want to point out is when you once you start to get there, not even having gotten there fully, once you just start to get there, all of a sudden, it's like there's this great big exhale of relief. Like, oh, God, oh, yeah. thank goodness I don't have to be in that space anymore. And, I, and, and yes, I still put myself there sometimes, but I'm really looking forward to the day when I don't put myself there at all. And that day comes. And when it comes, it's like, oh, what the heck took me so long? <laughs> well, that, 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 that's the thing that, that is frustrating of all the, you know, of all the, the time that we spend worrying or all the time that we have allowed ourselves to, to go out there in those negative states and all the stuff that we, we, we tend to do as, as human beings. When you get to this place of, wow, wow, this is, this is what it could be like. Wake up and, and, and say, it is, you get to do this. You and you alone are in charge of it. That, that becomes the million dollar answer is you are in charge. It isn't somebody else giving you an opportunity. It, you, you make your own opportunity. And when, when you're empowered with that, the power is equally as scary as it is exciting in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right, because and we're not because used it's, to it. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, it's uncomfortable. We're not used to it. It's not, it's not what it, we're, we're normally into. In fact, I, I was watching an Abraham Hicks workshop on YouTube. Uh, just the other day, or at least a piece of it. And in that workshop, you know, they have that hot seat. You know, they, uh, Abraham invites one of the members of the audience to come down and interact directly. And the woman's in the hot seat, and you could just see practically her life experiences passing over her face as she's trying to figure out how to express what it is she wants to express. And and she, she's she's literally in agony. You could just see it. And she, she starts off by saying something like, I, I want to talk a bit about my family. And then she's going through more gyrations and, and her face is like, oh, she's just trying to deal with this thing. And Abraham broke the ice beautifully by saying, you mean how families are overrated? And as soon as Abraham said that, she just <laughs> broke down. <laughs> she just started to laugh and, she, and she's, she's uh, waffling back and forth between laughing at it and trying to get back into the realm of, you know, feeling antsy and not feeling comfortable with it and then laughing at it. And, and the audience, of course, is laughing. And she's just gyrating back and forth between these these two entirely different states. It was really funny to watch. And it, it shows just how we set ourselves up. And it also shows just how much power we have to keep ourselves from setting ourselves up. Yes. Yes. And, and that... That is everything you're saying is the, the sort of the, the 101 version of this. And it, it's you having your, your, the clear understanding of what has not worked and what will work and the courage to let the old ways go. It, it is, I know people like you, we, we talked about the news and people that are fearful of not watching the news. If I don't watch the news, somehow I'll be uninformed. Well, what does that mean? It's okay. You're not in control of all of this anyway. Watching it gives you no more control. 
And that's really the key one, point. One that, the, that's why I, I wanted us to talk yeah. about the subject today, because you're right. People say, I want to be informed, but they never complete the sentence. They, they treat that as if that is a complete sentence. What they never finish right. the sentence with is why it is they want, what it is they want to be informed about. And what it is they want to be informed about is all the different ways that they are powerless to control what's going on in their lives. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and that, that's the, that becomes the answer that we get stuck in. When you're informed, it actually remind, it reminds you of just how powerless you are over it all. And that's how, that's when the fear gets set in. And so you live a fear-based existence. I asked my sister, my dad's elderly has been staying my sister for a while and he's not doing great in a lot of areas. And, and I asked her to block the news channels mm-hmm. because he will sit all day and watch Fox news, for example. Oh yeah. And just be convinced that we're on the edge of anarchy. <laughs> and, 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 and in reality, I'm like, Oh, that it just, just turn it <laughs> off, buddy. You're, 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 you're 90. You're, you're none of this is even relevant. I want you to eat a bowl of ice cream today. I want you to enjoy life, <laughs> you know, just, just you know, it, 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 but he gets stuck on the, it, it's very normal, but he gets stuck on that fear-based stuff. I was on a, a flight from uh, Atlanta to LA and we hit some of the worst weather that I've ever hit. And there's a lady next to me and she was clearly in distress during this flight. Mm. And I'm reading this book and I mean, every, I mean, I, she'd make these sighs and she's holding on as hard as she could. And we, at one point, we probably dropped, there's nothing in the, in the flight, we probably dropped 500 feet. Yeah. It was a pretty steep drop. Several pieces of luggage fell out um, of the overheads and, and it, it made a loud noise. And there was a big gasp and a few screams. And the plane was shaking really bad. And I kept reading my book. And she looked at me and she said, How can you be so calm? And I said, one or two things is going to happen. Either we're going to make it to L.A. or we're going to crash into the ground and I will die. And if that happens, I want to get as far in this book as I can uh, before that happens. And all of it is out of my control. And she looked at me. She gave me a look like, wow. I mean, she she thought that was just the most irrational thought process in the world. Clearly, we made it to L.A. Yes, and we and, and, and it you know while it was a bad flight, it it we got there, and so I I, I you know and, and knowing knowing that what these the incredible uh, force these planes can handle and and all that in reality it it while it's uncomfortable for the passengers, it, it, it's it's not you know, look what fighter pilots do. I mean you know they're doing crazy stuff. We're 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 you know we're maintaining this. It's no big deal. It's just our perception, and she was she was dying a million little deaths every time the plane would shake. And I, I, I'm like, that, that's your choice. The fear of it all is your choice, and it, it it's woven into our daily newscast of what your perception of your life is. Mm-hmm. And I said, would you do it at the beginning of the day, at the end of the day? Preferably do it at both times. You know, have a oh, yeah. morning newscast and a night newscast. Definitely better. Here's, here's what's happening. Here's our reality. Here's my news. I choose it. I get to put my spin on it. And none of it has to do with any, any political stuff. And, and all of that's irrelevant because it's out of your control. 
Focus on your stuff and where your power is. Apply your energy. Make your world happy by believing your world's happy. And, and it all falls into place. And, and it sounds so simple, and it, on some level it really is, but it's almost too simple because we want to overthink it. When I run into people like that passenger, and I, I actually have not flown in a while, so it's not specifically that kind of event, but any situation where I see somebody or I'm aware of somebody and I'm, maybe it's online, I'm, I'm contact, in contact with somebody who is really stressed out about something. They're just not feeling good. They're feeling fearful, whatever. One of the things that I have been trying to get myself to say in one form or another, I always phrase it differently, is why do you insist on focusing on what makes you miserable? And I, the reason yeah. I like to do that is it stops people because now all of a sudden they have to defend this position that they're in where that, that they put themselves in where they're getting all upset about stuff. And, and I guess what I usually get back is something that basically rephrases, well, this terrible thing is going on. And again, I say, well, okay, terrible thing going on. Why do you keep focusing on the terrible thing going on? I mean, there's nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and you can see them spinning their wheels as they're trying to figure out, well, how do I address that? Why? What's wrong with you? you? You should be focusing on the terrible thing that's going on. And I'm saying, why? What's what's the benefit? What do you get out of it? Well, and, and that and, and I, that strategy you're talking about, and and I, I, I use it frequently when you know I, I did this last week one time. This this young man called me, and and we're setting up our appointment, and he said. Uh, uh, yeah, my, my situation is hopeless, uh, you know, and, and after about 15 minutes, I said, yeah, yeah, it, it's hopeless. I said, uh, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I just hung up. <laughs> so, oh, and I was going so to call him back if he, if, if he didn't call me back, but he immediately called me back and said, no, 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 I didn't mean it's helpless. <laughs> I said, I'm going to need help doing that. Like, oh, okay, well, that's an entirely different story. But, um, and... and and so he he had to actually, as you say, defend or or almost apologize for the position because he knew reality wasn't that way. But he took it to the awful extent. And we had a very good first session. He laughed about it. He goes, "I didn't know what you when you hung up. I thought, oh my God, maybe it is hopeless." And I go, "I got to really get busy." And, but by by sort of disarming him with that strategy, it made all the difference. It really did. It made all the difference. And and that's that's the. The million-dollar answer here is when we're, when we're out fighting these battles sometimes, when when you almost present, you, you know, people can do this to, you know, when you think, okay, boy, this is the worst-case scenario. Is it really the worst-case scenario? I mean, let's let's really be honest. Is it the worst-case scenario? Uh, you know, I've, 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 I laughed. I don't know if you're following, but I saw a Facebook post of a friend of mine that lives in Oregon, and Oregon is pumping their own gas now. And – it is making some hilarious responses because people in Oregon are fearful that they've been told for years that pumping your own gas is very dangerous, and that's why it was a law that they had to oh my. have trained professionals to pump their own gas. Well, he had a list of, of just comments from people like the <laughs> people are like, well, you know, we're we're, we're going to, you know, the number of deaths from pumping your own gas is going to go, it's going to skyrocket. Uh, you know, people, when they get out to pump their gas, people are there to stab people and, and it's just, just really ridiculous reasons of not to pump your own gas. <laughs> and I laughed. I said, I, I said, you can take something like 
the rest of the country just takes for granted. I, I don't think there's any place around me that even pops gas for you anymore. So, you know, it's just, it's just this idea that we can take any scenario and awfulize it, or we can take any scenario and maximize it. And that's, that's the answer. That's the good news of today is you're in charge of your own newscast. You, you and you alone can make this happen. You get to choose what today was. No matter what we face, no matter what we have to deal with, it, it, it's ours to view how we choose it. And once you choose that side of it's good, the law of attraction has no option but to respond with an equal vibration toward that. It can't. It has to respond with what you put out there. And once you figure that out, like you're saying we first talked, your view now of looking forward to every day and do it, now you're in that mode of just attracting, and it's going to keep attracting more and more. It's going to grow and grow, and and that's what our audience is going to find out. When you really look forward, you don't need to change jobs to be happy. Let's get happy within the job that you're at. There's ways to do that. Yep. And then if you need to change something, that's going to be a point to do. You know, as you're telling that story, it, it occurs to me there is actually one state I know about that does still have full-service gas. That's New Jersey. So if you drive in New Jersey, you actually can't pump your own gas. They just won't even let you. Somebody will come over and grab it from you and just, oh, here, I'll do it for you, you know, which is kind of weird for me because I'm used to pumping my own. I'm also thinking back. I lived in Oregon for about nine months back around, I'm going to say, 1985, 86, something like that, and I remember pumping my own gas. I'm, I'm trying to think, did, was it really illegal for me to pump my own gas? And I, I can't remember that. Maybe, maybe it was like certain sections of Oregon. I, I just don't remember it at all. But it's certainly funny yeah. that they had the reaction that they had because it just goes to oh, prove. It, you, know, you, it, create, it, you create a, a, a situation like that, clearly people are just going to awfulize it again. There's that term again, right? They just turn, turn it into something right. to make it really awful. And it's not like yeah. every awful situation is something you want to make fun of or to or to try to pull coals into like we were doing before. I mean, clearly, we wouldn't use this whole idea of, you know, challenging. So what's the rest of the sentence? Or, you know, I'm going to hang up on you. We, you don't do that in every case, obviously. Um, because no, 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 you know, no. It, 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 you got a way where you're at, see where you're at with people. But when somebody, you, you know, part of part of the, the shock value of, I view this with a, a young man that's had great success. He was a foster care kid, and his first reaction to me was, I said, tell me about yourself. He said, I'm an effing loser. Mm-hmm. I said, okay. I said, so I wrote it down. I said, okay, loser. And I kept, I said, so you're a loser. And I went, and he said, wait, wait, you can't say that. Said, well, you said that. I didn't. And I, I, use that, I use that as a launching pad to get him to see how he took that to the extreme. And that, that's a key thing we can do, Walt, is, we, we live in an amazing time. I live in an amazing time. You live in an amazing time. And there's people that live in horrible times. And we're, we're in the same, of, we're living in the same time. But it's just how you view it. That's the only difference. It's the only difference. And, and the, the other, actually, the only other difference is that we have run out of time. We only have about 40 seconds left. So I want to make one little thing, one little comment before we go. I want to remind you, if you have not yet subscribed to the podcast, please do so. LOAToday.net is the easiest place. You can also do it on your iPhone at the iTunes store or in the podcast software. Either one, search on LOA Today. On an Android phone, same thing. Just go to Google Play, search on LOA Today. And Joel, it's been a pleasure as usual. Walt, I enjoy it every week. So thank you so much for letting me do this. With oh, I enjoy it too. And we will look forward to seeing you all next time here on LOA Today. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs>